have Liz Earnshaw with us, who I adore. And if you don't follow her on social media, please do so. I'll let everybody, you can tell everybody where to find you. But um, we are, let me give you a, a quick overview intro, and then I'm going to let you talk about how wonderful you are. Um, so Liz is an expert in um, couples therapy and relationships, and she owns a practice, Better Life Therapy, um, in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, correct? And um, mm-hmm. yeah. also is co-founder of Ours Couples Therapy, which I'm going to have you go into in detail because it's pretty cool. It's, it's actually a very different angle, I think, than most people view couples therapy, and I think it's very necessary. Um, and so we'll definitely get into that. She is an author of I Want This to Work, which is a phenomenal book on couples and how to interact with each other and strategies um, and has amazing artwork in it, which makes things very self-explanatory. <laughs> um, and she's published everywhere um, and is just really, really bright. And we're really, really thankful that you're with us today. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to you to kind of give an overview of yourself and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. And I feel like you gave such a great overview of what I do. So I don't know what else to add, but I'm a couples therapist. I've been practicing for over a decade now, which is just so wild to think. Um, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of couples and um, families and obviously individuals who are experiencing relationship issues. And it's truly my life passion to help people to figure out how to navigate relationships because they're really they're really hard. They're not really common sense. No, the way that maybe it would be nice if they were. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, so um, one of the things that I definitely want to get into is your your program that you have, and it seems like it takes the stance of you don't need to be in conflict to be in couples therapy. And in fact, it may not be the best time, not that you shouldn't go, but it may not be the best time to learn strategies and to learn coping techniques and to learn how to respond to each other effectively before it reaches a crisis point. Um, So can you talk about what that is and when it started and how it started and why? Well, first of all, we need you to write copy for the web page because you just described that so well. <laughs> We're like, how do we describe this? Oh, we just need to ask you to come and describe it for <laughs> If you don't mind my grammar mistakes. Yeah, so thank you for that. That was really good. I'm going to have to listen to the podcast episode and rewind what you said and type it out. <laughs> so yeah, I co-founded um, a company called Ours and... The premise is that people want to be proactive about their relationship health. Uh, We interviewed hundreds of couples, and what we found is that most of them wished that there were easier ways to learn skills, connect with each other, prevent problems, but they didn't know where to go. And we had some of those couples saying things like, we actually tried to go to a couples therapist, and they turned us away because they said oh, you don't really need to see me. You don't seem like you have any problems. Right, because we're trained um, we're trained. You're in, really cute couple. Almost in, in, in crisis intervention. And it's hard to work backwards. It's like, well, yes. we, you know, I tell my individual patients that really try your hardest not to, you know, fall off the face of the earth and then come in when there's a crisis because then we're working backwards and it's, it's a struggle. So it makes complete yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, we're used to meeting with people in distress. And so when people come in and they're like, 
actually, we love each other. We get along. Everything's great. I understand that some therapists would maybe say, I don't know if you need to be here. Don't waste your money on me. Um, but what we found is that people want to waste their money on that and that they often felt really dismissed in that process and confused about why the mental health and relationship health world would not want to support them um, when they're in a good place. And so with all of that information, we decided to create a program where people can come when they are happy with each other, not 100% happy. We all have problems, you know, even when things are good. Um, but they can come to this program and they can learn about healthy relationship skills. And within that, they can also have fun with each other and um, make plans together and really kind of nurture their relationship. And what we've found that in particular, men have really liked this approach. Um, it's kind of like destigmatized mm -hmm. the process for them. And so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of an overview so of what, what we're do you, doing. What do you think is the... Again, because usually the motivating factor to go into therapy for any reason is is you feel off balance, you feel depressed, you feel sad, you hit your limit, or somebody makes you go. So typically in couples therapy, it's usually one partner saying, we need to go, right? And 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 in your experience, I'm, seeing, <laughs> I'm sure you've seen one person is is kind of the the driver of that and the other person is kind of just going along for the ride, maybe rolling their eyes, they're just doing it because, or it's an ultimatum. But what what between the yeah. couple is the driving force to say, let's go to therapy while we're good? Because it seems like a conversation that people wouldn't necessarily have. Yeah, so we've actually found that there are kind of three personas of a couple. One, uh, we call them the right steppers. So they're the people who in life, they like to take the right steps no matter what. So we have right steppers everywhere else, right? Those are the people who go to Lamaze classes before they have a baby. It's like, I'm going to go to the class. I'm going to sign up for the subscription service. I'm going to get the right. doula. I'm going to do all of the things the way that I'm supposed to do them. So what we found is that there's the same group of people in their relationships before they get married. They wanna take the right steps, but it's not really easy to know where to do that. There hasn't been something super accessible. Um, we also have people who are like, uh, we call them like the people who like to make do due diligence. And so these are the people that they've heard from everybody else that they're supposed to do this. And so they have heard from an Instagram account or their parents or whoever it is, before you get married, you should really talk about things. Or, you know, there's this book that I read and it really helped us. Or um, an Instagram post saying, don't wait until it gets too late. And so they're, they're trying to do their due diligence based off of what other people have to say. And then we have this other group who are like the wellness folks who they, they like to excel and succeed in all areas of life. And so why not, if they're going to go to the gym, why not also go to the gym oh, for I love the relationship? That. And so there's different motivating factors for all of these groups. I'll say one other group are people that can't maybe get their partner to go to couples therapy with them, like traditional therapy. And so they think that this will be a, um, kind of like a safe landing ground to eventually move them into to a more kind of serious type of couples therapy. Um, yeah, but so there's different motivations. Um, they tend to come from this idea of my relationship matters and I want to kind of do the right thing. Yeah. And it. I would imagine too, 
especially you said men tend to be more willing to go into this or to enter into this. And it sounds like it's way less um, blame focused almost. Usually when people go into couples therapy, there's some, there's finger pointing, there's blame, there's guilt. It sounds like with this, it may be there, but it sounds like it's couched in a way more kind of equitable, I don't you know, just more balanced. Yeah. So when we interviewed couples, one of the things that we learned is that when it comes to hetero relationships, at least, um, women tend to be more versed in therapy and it tends to be less right. scary to women, either because they've already been in therapy or because it almost just feels like a step up from having a best girlfriend. Okay, I can talk about my feelings with another person. I can share vulnerabilities. I can take feedback. Like these things might feel more natural. When we talk to men, it's very foreign to them in many ways. Um, Maybe they haven't been to therapy before. They might not have the emotional vocabulary and it's not necessarily something they're doing with their buddies on the weekends. of course, this is changing. But what we found is that when women were asked to go to couples therapy, it felt like a really good thing. It was like, okay, you love me. You want things to get better. Sure, I'll go, even if it felt scary. When men were asked to go to couples therapy, there was a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Why are we going? What have I done wrong? What are you going to be mad at me for? Are you admitting to me John's that you've had an affair? Are you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. I heard he's going, like, uh-huh. John, tell me about that. I wanted to mention this, too, because when you said, like, hey, I would like to go to therapy before we get married, that was the first thought that went in my head immediately in my stomach. I went, what do you mean? What's wrong? Why are we <laughs> right, doing this? Right, so right. it's just going... And that still is an old 20-year-old me still sitting in there getting that same anxiety or whatever. So I totally understand that. And that's why I appreciate you, Liz, for kind of, you know, moving this positivity forward for that because it really isn't scary once you're in there. Now, there are times – this is the other thing, too, at least for me, is my first experience walking into a therapist's room was, like, making calls and judgments on me and the person I was with that were totally wrong. So it's just going like, yeah. well, if this is how it's going to be, okay, and I don't know if that is me. And one of the things that I think you preach more than anything, which is, which I love, is self-awareness. And that is, I think, very hard for males yeah. at least to accept some of that, at least because you mentioned we don't talk about this <laughs> stuff. We don't go like, hey – Am I an asshole? Or like, hey, am I, am, I a, am I doing this thing right? I don't think those conversations happen a lot between you know, right. us. It's usually bearing it between right. a cigar and a thing of whiskey right. and whatever, and that's okay too. But yeah. how, do, yeah. how does one yeah. accept some things about themselves? Like what are the good first steps to be like, I do want to be self-aware, and I want to be self-aware before I'm just sick of my own shit. You know, like how do I adaptively go, this thing is true about me, and I accept that thing? It has to come from a place that's not shame-based, right? So, and I think that's why couples therapy can be really scary is because it feels shame-based. It feels like we're going into a place and it's, it's not, of course, but unfortunately, um, Dr. Z, I heard you say exactly like, unfortunately, the, the way that it's been kind of illustrated in the world is somebody's going to be blamed here. And this is going to be about who's the bad guy who's the one that sucks right. in this interaction. And um, so 
thinking about changing in a relationship, when it's about shame, that prevents people from wanting to do it. When it's about growth, compassion, being a human, all of those things really help to open people up. I even know in my own marriage, when I, after we had a baby, I had said to my husband, I really want to go to couples therapy. And he was like, am I that bad? You know, that was his reaction. And I was like, if you were that bad, I would just divorce you. No, I love you. <laughs> I want us to kind of work I feel like the way out. you've structured this and the way that you present it, it doesn't really leave room for the shame. Not that it doesn't leave room for it, but it's not something that's large mm -hmm. in the room because you're both entering in it together under a whole different kind of category almost. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole basis of it is we're being proactive together and this isn't about blame. And we even, we even stayed on the outset, like this isn't where you're going to resolve a really big right. trauma between you or massive problem. We will support you in getting, you know, a higher level of care or whatever that is. But this is somewhere where you're going to meet with somebody. They're going to talk to you about some important skills you could build. And then we actually send you through a program that you do asynchronously. So you don't have the therapist there saying, why'd you do that? Or any of that judgment stuff that you might be afraid of. And then you, at the end, meet with the person again, based off of all of this interactive stuff you've done. And while you're going through this set, these sessions, you're doing things like scavenger hunts together. So we send people on a scavenger hunt to find things that remind them of their childhood. Love and that. then we make them have real talk. Love that. It's really cute. Going, that sounds, so, sounds fun. so fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. If you want to do it, what you do is you go find three things wherever you're, wherever you're at when you do the activity that remind you of your childhood. And then you have to tell the person you're with, how these three things will impact your oh. own parenting and, and talk about what that would mean for you in terms of what that brings to the relationship as being beautiful and also the ways in which you might have to grow up. So for example, Liz, you're so smart. This is so good. This is so good. Yeah. So these conversations are fun. So like if I used this, I went on a lot of vacations when I was a child. And so that picture might be what I find for my scavenger hunt, the picture of the beach. And I would have to say, I think that's going to bring adventure and fun and play to my parenting. And I also am going to need to watch my spending. I also am going to need to make sure I can plan ahead. And I'm going to make sure I, I need to make sure I'm not impulsive all of the time. And I take your influence you, this, around that. You know, what? this is so um, smart. So, this is so, yeah. I mean, it's smart because it's smart, but it's so smart because it, it, it hits on the things that will come up normally in traditional couples therapy, but in such like a unified, fun, shameless, finger pointingless way because these are all it's the so things fun. that you talk about like how <laughs> your behaviors impact each other how they impact your parenting i'm actually going through this exercise in my head and what i think my partner would pick and what i would pick oh fine very emotional already so i was like uh -huh. oh this is totally gonna work i love this <laughs> so that's amazing liz this is so oh. cool like i didn't even think about doing it this way and i think that's part of you know a lot of these conversations and especially for the for you know, people, males like me that like understand that they want to get better, but just don't, you know, Dr. Z says it all the time. Just tell me to do the thing, put it in a thing 
and like I will go and start the process. Like I You'll will go do and it. do it. You'll uh, do it, right? And and that is so true. And I think that's I totally get what you're doing. And Doctor Z's right. It's perfect, and it unlocks you know all the bullshit that that goes into right. a typical sorry a, a, what would be a ter- typical therapy session in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 just like we're just going to have a normal conversation and connect it back to yeah. things that matter to both people. And I think it enters on the premise that it matters yes. to both mm-hmm. both people. I think sometimes couples therapy feels like who's the one who made the appointment? It must matter more to them, or da 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 da. But like this enters on the premise of like. You both care. You can both be touched by these exercises. And at the end, we have a lot of the guys will say, this totally changed my mind about this type of thing. Like, I'm more willing to go to traditional couples therapy now because I see that these conversations are really touching and they can be effective and all of that kind of I would of imagine, stuff. too, traditional couples therapy, and I don't know if you, if you have the research on this, the numbers on this, but... I'm assuming that if people, barring some major life event, but if people went to this, the likelihood of them entering into traditional couples therapy would go down. Yeah. So we've found that so far it's been super preventative. The other really cool thing is that it has actually opened doors for people to go to individual therapy. I could see that. Which has been really, really neat. Yeah. We've had a lot of people... Halfway, so as you go through it, um, your guide, who's the therapist, is with you the whole time. Um, you can message them and, and all sorts of stuff. And we'll have a lot of people say, I just went through that session last night and it really made me realize that individual therapy would feel really good. Do you have recommendations? And it just, for some reason, it's creating like a space that feels safe enough for people to see that they could do mm-hmm. the next thing that they need to do Because it comes for to them in a, in a healthy way that's not forced by some sort of event almost. It's kind of, it's organic. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's organic and it's, it, it helps them interact in the way yeah. they're interacting anyway, like through play and conversation. I actually and just read something about, I think it was play therapy. I don't know if you saw this, but there was something... I'll send it to you on Instagram if I can find it. But the, it was something about the oh, um, I'd love to see it. success, progress, something like that. The success of a certain talent or something is so much quicker through play than it is through teaching actual oh, lessons. That. And it was geared towards kids, and I think it was athletics. But I remember thinking, like, well, I wonder if that's applicable to everything. And this that's is a cool. perfect example. Yeah. This is a perfect example of it, that... that there's probably such a better outcome doing it this way than going in in a crisis where somebody doesn't want to be there, somebody is giving ultimatums, and the therapist, I would imagine, you know, has to figure out how to navigate that, which is such a more complex environment than than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even with the couples who come in who are kind of worried or they've been in a little bit of conflict, because we do the exercises, it gets people... Um, a lot of the exercises we do are kind of rooted in understanding how we are physically impacted and how the way that we're feeling physically impacts our ability to actually connect with each other. And so if you're coming into these sessions and you're feeling anxiety or anger or whatever it is, if you go into a, a, a traditional couples therapy session, and I'm a traditional couples therapist yeah, also, right, right. so I'm not putting it down, but if you go into it, 
it doesn't tend to start with anything that takes you out of that. And all of our sessions take you out of it. Either you're playing or we have like a bilateral drawing where you're having to get a mirror and like mm-hmm. mirror each other's drawings. You're doing a whole bunch of things that help your brain kind of um, mm-hmm. reconnect with what you're actually feeling inside so that you're not in that fight or flight mode, which is, I think it's, is it's super cognitive important. cognitive diffusion, but it is an activity. Like that, it's it's objectifying your thoughts from your yes. Yeah, that's exactly. It's so smart. <laughs> so smart. Yeah, it puts imme- you immediately in nostalgia mode. Uh, on you know for for a lot of that the exercise you were describing yeah. too. So it's just like and it feels safe, way, way more safer. comfortable and safer and yep. way more willing and tol- You know, yes. it's tolerable. Very tolerable. Yes. Speaking of nostalgia. M- mode we actually we have one exercise where we make people make a cootie catcher the fortune, the, the, yes yes <laughs> the fortune tellers we lift it up and it was and like, like the, a, num- the number you're blue gonna you're gonna be yeah. right, right. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, your mother was a narcissist <laughs> oh. Son <of> yeah. <laughs> that would be dr yeah, yeah, exactly. john's yeah. cootie catcher <laughs> that's so fun so where, what's the role, like, what, from a therapist standpoint, what is the role of the therapist in this? I know you mentioned them as a guide almost. So is there a reason why yeah. you use the language of a guide instead of a therapist? Yeah, we're not providing therapy in terms of, you know, support supporting people through moving through a distressful event or working through a trauma or any of that will certainly refer out. Um, the purpose of the guides is that they have uh, master's level or higher training in relationships. And so they can look at your relationship and tell you what you're doing really well. And they can also look at your relationship and tell you what you might need more work on. And then they're the ones who assign your roadmap. So we call it a roadmap. Um, and they tell you which sessions you should take based off of your particular relationship. And then throughout the process, they give you resources. So if you say that session was really hard for us, they might send you to a different session that you could do that would help you to build whatever skill you thought you were missing. If, if, you know, you say, oh, we loved talking about the mental load. We would love more on that. They might send you a video or a voice note kind of, um, spurring more conversation, Um, but they're guiding you through the entire process and they Mm -hmm. meet with you at the end. And by the end, you've actually created an entire toolkit for your relationship. So they guide you through how you're going to utilize that. So you do everything from scheduling dates in your calendar throughout the process for when you're going to have your monthly meetings to planning out financial stuff. Um, and so, yeah, so they're guiding you throughout this entire process, but actually a lot of it you're doing on your own. Right. Which, Which is great. Too. Yeah, yeah. I that's... was going to say that that's, again, it goes into that. It just feels more, it just feels comfortable. Yeah. And, and... Yeah. Yeah. That's why my husband did it and he liked it. He was like, <laughs> I like this better. Right. Like, right, 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 well, right. See, that's what's funny is the anxiety that I had when you mentioned it at the beginning when we were talking. Now it's like completely gone away. Right. So it's, it's, it, that's, that's the other, yeah. you know, like. She had you at scavenger hunt. She had me at scavenger hunt. <laughs> You moved that to, uh, yeah. As soon as you heard that, you're in. Okay, that's therapy we can always do. Scavenger hunt therapy. You'll have to do it today. Definitely. I want to get right on it. Um, Um, Liz, where can people find out about the program and and where can they um, learn more about it and all that? Yeah. 
Yeah, so if you visit our website, www.withours, it's O-U-R-S dot com, you can learn all about the program. We also have an Instagram at Ours Wellness, or you can follow me on Instagram at Liz Yeah, Lessons. I strongly encourage everybody to follow Liz Listens because her posts are so good. <laughs> They're so good. Um, oh, thank and you. Can you just also, just because I, I'm obsessed with your book, can you just tell people a little bit about your book and where they can find that too? Yeah. So my book is called, I want this to work. It is an inclusive guide to relationship health. So it's really written to help people flip through it. Um, just like I like making the proactive couples work easy. I liked making my book easy. You don't have to read it from cover to cover. It's not a huge commitment. You can just flip to the part that you think is important to you. I talk about how to navigate hard conversations, how to self-soothe, how to plan for your future, all that kind of stuff. And again, it's called I Want This to Work and it's available everywhere that books are sold. Awesome. Liz, thank you yeah, so much. This was so great. This was You're uh, awesome. Uh, Thank Always you. fantastic to learn a little more about our, uh, our mental health from a different perspective and literally just changed uh, probably my entire process today. So I really appreciate that. I feel like I should do scavenger hunts. Oh, yes. amazing. Yeah. I should. You should. on Like with right. all of your patients, every single patient. <laughs> Imagine oh my they God. sit down for their first appointment and you're like, before we get started, first find the sledgehammer, then oh find gosh. the breakable glass room, and the oh therapy God. session shall begin. Like, oh this God. is like it's so it's like I'm listening to her talk, and I'm like, oh, this sounds so refreshing. Yes, yeah. Find four yes. things in my office that remind yes. you of your narcissistic partner and bring them to me. Take down that pen oh paper. <laughs> This was so good. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I, you know, I always love your stuff. Of I think course. you're brilliant and really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And I love listening to the two of you when you have your banter. And it was just as fun to be on. <laughs> we will speak to you soon. Thank you again. 